Expounded Universe, Season 20, Episode 3, Away Well with Words. The book, Lando Calrissian and the Flame Wind of Ozeon, by L. Neal Smith. The year, 1982. Chapters 7 through 9, with your hosts, Jeff and John. Hey, let's go! Hey everybody, welcome back to Expounded Universe. Sorry, it's a late episode. We've had some COVID house problems. I'm Jeff, joined as always, yeah, with COVID house. Yeah, we're at COVID house! <laughs> COVID house is one of those like Midwestern haunted houses with a message. Ah. <laughs> Gay marriage! <laughs> It'll lead to COVID! <laughs> I've never been to one of those, I mean, sorry, I'm Jeff, and that's John, and this is Expounded Universe, and I've never been to one of those, like, Midwestern-style hell house things, have you? No. I would have figured, because you, you haven't been to that part of the world, I just figured, I mean, not with for, the church upbringing. Uh, like, because lots of church upbringing, but, you know, our church isn't one to be like, ah, yes, <laughs> let's do a haunted house thing. I am the abortion demon. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, the abortion demon can come to my fucking birthday. That's not, that guy sounds rad. <laughs> <laughs> that dude rules. I'm pro-abortion demon. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm pro-abortion. That's that's a heinous position that I don't think even the most staunch like uh, pro-choice person ever advocates, but I'm definitely pro-abortion demon. <laughs> I always advocate pro-abortion demon. <laughs> definitely a pro, as opposed to amateur abortion demon, yes. That's... <laughs> You don't want that guy. Nobody that, wants that. That guy sucks. So, uh, so how are you? I'm, you know, okay. <laughs> Things are going all right. Along? Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm at that stir-crazy part of tired because the person in the house who has COVID is my girlfriend and neither of the uh, other two of us. So I've been doing like all the sage duties the past couple of days, just oh, just, no. just morning to night, all sage all the time. You're get, you're getting that little taste of what the uh, the single parent life is like. Yes, and uh, and I I'm glad I'm not normally one. I'm yeah. glad I've got someone around the house. Although I fully uh, you know it, 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 I, now that I've gotten that taste of it, it just builds a newfound respect. Yeah, mm -hmm. I had no respect for yeah. them before. Also, it built a newfound glory. So I've got a pl I've got a couple of their albums. Don't know how that happened. <laughs> also, it built up a hooba stank in the backyard. <laughs> I gotta well, find always, someone to. There's always that. been a big old hooba stank in my backyard. Well, I you know, we have a sometimes someone else is using the toilet. You gotta go into the backyard, make your own hooba stank. <laughs> Are you saying you don't draw the line there? Like, I live in a one-bathroom household, so I often do have to sneak out for... We have sort of a forested area in our, in our backyard where I will occasionally sneak out for a, a midnight woods pee in a situation where there's no other alternative. Uh-huh. But I do draw the line at dumping in my in my own woods, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> this bear does not shit in the woods. Ah, yes. <laughs> you don't shit where you sleep, and I sleep in the backyard. <laughs> there's just something about the difference in, like... A quick pee out there is like, ah, it's fine. I can do ah, it. Ah, just watering the plants. Yeah. But you don't want to fertilize them. <laughs> First of all, Sage plays around out there a lot, so I'm very good at knowing the exact spots she doesn't for if I have to do that. But for a poop, I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to have any, like, emergency. I don't want to miss anything, like a bag or whatever. I'm, this is getting quite gross. Yeah, man. I mean, ultimately, it's all hypothetical because, again, I don't do this. Yeah, none of this exists. <laughs> yeah. You can be <laughs> secure in your knowledge that these are merely phantom poops. Yes, yeah. If you if you all wanted episode one, if you all wanted verbal reassurance that I don't take dumps in my own backyard, then then there they are, contractually provided. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and assume that John is a notary public, yeah. and he can sign on an Clearly. affidavit to uh, to the statement. Yeah, yeah. I do, however, dump in your backyard. Damn so. It. That, that is a thing you will have to deal with, public. That explains all those weird cube poops back there. I thought we had wombats. Ah, <laughs> uh, you got wombats. <laughs> nope, it's just John who poops cubes because he eats entirely dice. That's all I eat. <laughs> so, so Star Wars, huh? Star Wars. Man, Star Wars. The uh, first chapter of this episode is definitely going to be a bit of a vignette chapter. Well, we get to, like... Check in with everyone else who isn't a main character. Yes, we're checking in with all the side characters that are relevant here, starting with 
small time in a big city cop, Bassie Voba. She was the woman who was like grumpy at Lando during the uh, Sabacc game in the last uh, episode. Uh, she's definitely, it wasn't clear she was law enforcement at the time, although it became immediately apparent when she showed up to collect Lando at the end of that chapter. Yeah. But yeah, she's a cop and she hates people who aren't cops. Man, <laughs> the, the level of like, yo, a cab that we get just in her own monologue where it's like, ah, yes. And here's all I do is like. Make, make sure up the, charges. Make sure the status quo exists and I protect the property of rich people. Little did she know, all cops do that. And yeah. I was like, damn, book, <laughs> get it. <laughs> yeah, this is from that that period in the early 80s when libertarians existed but weren't yet 100% every one of them has a cop dick in their mouth at all times. <laughs> This wasn't the libertarians one issue where they're like, oh, the only thing I vote on is whether I get to have sex with a 14 year old. Yeah. Yeah. I know we're going to get a bunch of comments about what libertarians are actually like again. Yeah. I'll tell you what they're actually like. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) come at me, libertarians. They will. But don't worry, because we will defend our house with vigor. (laughs) Uh, But (laughs) what was I going to say? Yeah. She's just sitting there being like. I will press extra charges against this guy just to make sure I take all of his money because I don't like him and I'm going to use every administrative tool at my disposal to punish this innocent, well-meaning, sort of a businessman because that's what the pigs do. And I'm one of them. It's, (laughs) there's this weird thing where we get like the backstory like, oh, I was, I was poor and then I, I came here and. You know, now I work for all of these rich people being a cop, and it's it's odd because she's like, oh, I hate that Lando because he never worked for his money. He just got it, and that doesn't sit right with me. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and continue my job protecting the interests of trillionaires. Yes. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, she's got a little bit of cognitive dissonance in her, in her running inner monologue. Plus, she was sitting at that fucking sabac table. If she objects so much to gambling, what was she doing there? It's so weird to me because you also were like, oh, she's just a cop, and even if she probably makes, you know, Far more than your standard, like, say, Coruscant beat cop would make. I'm sure she does. She's like a La Jolla cop. But even then, you're like, oh, yeah, we find out that, like, Lobdeluff was just subsidizing her. He's like, oh, I just needed someone else at the table, so I just paid for her auntie and like bet into there yeah it's crazy and she's, that she's still pissed she's, she's like super- oh i'm taking that money that wasn't mine i mean we learned he made a fuck ton of money he was he he was up 173,000 credits as of the moment when this all went down yeah um so she's like that includes my credits and i'm like no it doesn't that includes nothing <laughs> you were given the money to gamble with but yeah she's just a small town girl um <laughs> and, and her whole story is that like her parents migrated to the Ozeon because they were merchants in a place where that wasn't making them any money at all. So after submitting themselves to an insane battery of, of tests and and uh, tributes they needed to make and so on, they were finally allowed to come be merchants here where all the rich people are, only to learn that rich people don't want to buy shit from local merchants. No. So they also did very poorly in the Ozeon, and she does better than them, but not by much, and has cared for them until they died, and now blames rich people and anyone she considers to be akin to rich people, like Lando, for all of her earthly woes. Yeah, and she's like, oh, I'm so glad I get to, like, take his money, too, and we're going to take that money, and then I'm going to come up with new charges yeah. so that I can sell off his ship and his robot and take that money. I'm going to keep his gun. I'm going to keep everything. He's going to get nothing. I don't care about He's She's talking like she's a fucking villain in a Neil Breen movie. It's so where She's just weird. monologuing. She's just like, and also I'm in charge of all the banks and corporations and all of the corruptions I do are so bad. Now to kill myself with this just appearing on screen pistol. It's so weird because She's like, oh, this guy, and he's going to die, but, you know, in order to pay for the trial, I guess it's going to cost all $173,000 he has. And I'm like, that's odd. And then she's like, I'm going to have to come up with new things to charge him with so that it costs more money to do that. But I kept thinking, you don't see any of that. Yeah. Why are you doing that? That's basically like... Ooh, I need to be able to line the pockets of rich people more. I'm like, God damn, you are the worst. 
Yeah, Bassie is not coming off looking especially good as of this chapter. Yeah, if if she was doing it like, oh, I get to, as, you know, a corrupt cop, I'm the one who's going to keep all the money from this, I'd be like, at least that's a motivation I understand. Where you're like, oh, you're greedy and you're going to take all the money. I get it. That's fine. You don't care about this guy. But it's basically like, ah, we're going to get all of his money and it'll go to pay for legal fees. I'm like, then what the fuck do you care? Yeah, exactly. She's uh, she's extremely gleeful because she gets to serve as a conduit to take money away from this temporarily nouveau riche guy and funnel it to, oh, wait, established family dynast uh, trillionaires. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. She's <laughs> it's so stupid. I'm like, God damn it. You are the worst. You have. Nothing that serves you. The only thing you were doing is like, I like being mean. And I'm like, I don't like Lando Calrissian. That's all she's got what are going you, the on. The fucking blue meanie. Get out of here. <laughs> also, there is an important through line here that part of the reason that she's so, she's so unbelievably pissed is because she mentions that she's one of the many that serve the few. That she's yes. part of the the service class people that live here in the Ozean and that exist as the mechanism by which all these trillionaires can live unburdened lives. Mm-hmm. But she also says that one of the only joys she ever gets because of her uh, her current station is watching the flame wind when it happens, and now she's stuck in an office. It again. I, I'm like, that's your fault though. If you just filled out the actual charges and left the room, you could go watch the fireworks. Here's the other thing: we also get the like, oh, flame wind lasts for like two weeks. I'm like, you didn't miss the flame wind, yeah, my dude. You were like, oh, I'm gonna be in the office, yeah, for like eight hours. And then you get to leave, and there it fucking is for two weeks, constantly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so it's just weird that she's so gleeful about this, and just sort of a shitty character we're learning. Yeah. Um. But then I, I believe we go and check in immediately. I can't remember if it's Roker it's Vuffy. or Vuffy. Yeah. Okay. So Vuffy is ignoring the Flame Wind. That's that's the key takeaway about his vignette is that the Flame Wind is super awesome and interesting, and he doesn't give a shit because he's so worried about Lando. Yeah. He's like, oh. You know, as a weird little machine that has been around for centuries and longer than I can remember because of the whole, like, I woke up in a cargo ship because of pirates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's lamenting that everyone treats him like a child because he's only one meter tall and he always looks new. Uh, but he's yeah. like, no, I'm like, I don't even know how old I am. I've been alive for like 800. I've been aware for like 800 years. But, you know. Before that, I don't know. I have a vague idea that I probably look the same as the people who made me. Yeah. But waking up because of a pirate attack was a thing where it was like an emergency response. So he like had to, I guess, dump memory or it got corrupted because he woke up too early. He was probably in the middle of an important memory process. Yeah, he was one of those things where it says, do not shut off your computer yeah. while this is happening. Yeah, they, they took the cartridge out during the reset. And Ooh, it, it, no. Oh, no. Don't do that. Now yeah. he puts it back in and it's all fragmented your and Final stupid. Fantasy VI save is all fucked up. Yeah. 256 Paladin shields. What the shit happened? <laughs> now you just are playing as some glitch. That's weird. <laughs> so Yeah, get out of here, Vanellope. <laughs> so... But he's like, uh, but through all of that, Lando's the first person who's actually been like a friend and hasn't treated me like a piece of shit. Which, yeah, which is, again, wild to me that he's been around for so long and Lando's, it's kind of funny. The person who's treated him the best is Lando. Well, yeah, what's amusing to me is that we have two characters who both get like monologues about Lando here. Or three, really, because you get Bassy Voba's angry monologue about how she doesn't like that Lando won a bunch of money in a card game. You get Vuffy's waxing rhapsodic about how great Lando is because he's he's nice to him and he plays elaborate practical eff- jokes on the fact that Vuffy can separate into parts. That's an important thing for him to get into. Yeah, he's like, oh, he jokes around with me and treats yeah. me like a person rather he- than just like an object. I think the interesting one is that he keeps he- Vuffy at the moment is is stuck in a storage locker. He's he's lamenting his current situation because uh, Lando is offered to grant him like full, like just release autonomy. him autonomy. Just be like, hey, you're a manumitted droid. You're in charge of yourself yeah. a bunch of times. I don't own you. And yes. he's like, nah, he keeps turning it down because he wants to hang out with Lando. I think he's got some sort of built in issue that he thinks if Ma- Lando frees him, Lando will also leave him. I mean, I think there's that. But I also think he's like, oh, there's a lot of benefit to being seen as property yeah because anytime a human he's like oh if i'm like a droid on my own people are very suspicious but if it's like oh he's just you know the property of this guy they're like okay and they'll treat me like an object 
And that's fine for me because then I don't have to deal with their shit yeah. and I can go about my business. I mean, it hardly matters. If we learned anything from Planet of Twilight, it's that if anyone tells a droid, hey, droid, you belong to me, come with me. It doesn't matter if they're owned or not. They just go, okay, I'll come with you. Oh, no. <laughs> come on, to This fellow says he owns us. <laughs> this is definitely the best programming you could put into things. <laughs> I have no sense of ownership. I technically belong to Leia, but if this guy says so... <laughs> Well, <laughs> I'm sure Le- I-, I could just see 3PO building that as an excuse for why he went off with a strange dude. <laughs> oh, no, that's definitely why I went off with a strange dude. Mm. Mm. It's because I'm it's because he said he owned me and not because I was dreaming about him owning me. <laughs> uh, I keep telling you, 3PO, you can have all the <laughs> all the hot gay robo sex you want. Just do whatever you want to be dominated by random ship captains. Uh, we're all bl- we all bless it. You don't have to keep acting. <laughs> no, but part of it is you can't. <laughs> Mom, stop saying it's OK. <laughs> But yeah, the whole, like, I'm property instead of my own being is both a good and a bad thing here. Because he's like, if I was autonomous, I could maybe go try and help Lando. Like, I could leave the ship and go fuck around. Because right now, he is considered part of the ship. Yes. And they're like, all right, we put a restraining bolt in you and... He just immediately takes it off. Oh, yeah. But he's like, you have to stay in the ship. You're part of this now. You're basically like a chair. Don't leave. Yeah, so he's stuck. Um, and basically he's trying to figure out what he could possibly do to help in this particular situation. Meanwhile, we get a tricks joke, um, in case you wanted that. <laughs> there's a, there's a part where a raspberry red, lemony yellow, and orangey orange swirl of nebula gases flares up near a constellation that the locals refer to as the silly rabbit. God damn it. It just makes me aware of how old those fucking commercials are. Because I mean, honestly, it's <laughs> like from 40 me, years ago. I'm like, you're writing a book, my dude. No, what don't, is- don't kid yourself. We've written like five books and there's no way I would not have worked that joke into <laughs> one of them. But it's it's one thing to be like, ooh, I'm going to sneak a, a fun little Easter egg in here that's a reference to whatever. And another to do the entire commercial for oh, tricks. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's one thing if I wanted to be like, ah, yes, I'm going to reference, like, Sugar Smacks. But if I were to be like, hey, I'm going to do the entire theme song to something. I think he was just really proud of himself for coming up with a way to get that much of it in there. And again, this is what I'll find fault with this guy's writing often, even though I like these books a lot. This isn't a place where I will. He found a way to work the joke in and he did. We have done that a bunch of times. I do not think I can throw shade. Part of me feels like he was just sitting there like, all right, how do I fucking... I've got this. It's a flame wind. I've got to describe colors a shitload. All right. What am I going to do? This one's, I don't know what, raspberry red. And then he went, <laughs> lemony yellow. See, exactly. <laughs> and I then he was just like, fuck it. I don't care. Exactly. I cannot fault him for working in a, a tricks joke. It's fine. Everything's fine. The only, uh, it's just fun to watch that, that Buffy just doesn't give a flying fuck about the, the and it, they even mentioned that it's not because he's a robot. Put that out of your head. He yeah, has it's, it's aesthetics. It's not that he doesn't appreciate yeah. things like that. He has artistic aesthetics and can appreciate things. And he, he just, sees way more than people do. He's yeah. like, I can see into the ultraviolet and infrared, so there's way more impressive color displays for me. Yeah, so he he's just so broken down about the Lando situation. Then I think it, it's time for Lob de Luff, right? No, Roker. Oh, we do Roker? God, this really is a full vignette series. Uh I thought it was just three, but it's four. Roker's in the Star Wars equivalent of a sensory deprivation tank. He is floating in the dead center of an asteroid, so he is outside of, uh, like, he's in the center of gravity. So he's floating and just experiencing uh, beige. I mean, nothingness. (laughs) Experience beige! (laughs) No, he's just floating, and, uh, and basically it's just another fun location to put him for a villainous uh, monologue but also this is the first uh glimpse we get into what is actually going on with this dude yeah there's some weird shit this isn't i mean i've i this is the one thing i remember about these books is the ending so i won't go into it but yeah it's kind of fun he's sitting there being like ah sensory deprivation what a wonderful time to sharpen my hatred of lando calrissian how i hate him But yeah, while he's doing that, he everts himself from his digestive tract like a fucking starfish. Yep. Um, He was like, oh, normally, you know, I look like 
Roker kept a regular dude in a gray robe. Little do they know, I'm a weird tentacle monster! Yeah, he's actually a, a weird thing stuffed in those robes, pretending to look humanish. Yeah. And in this case, he flips himself inside out, then right back to normal, where you can see all of his crazy tentacles and so on. But we don't get a full description, just that he's got a weird, boneless body and a bunch of tentacles. Yeah, he's a weird fucking Lovecraft monster stuck in gray robes. So what he is doing, besides giving us that little glimpse is just kind of being like, Lando has foiled me at every opportunity! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how I hate him! (laughs) He drives me to flip myself inside out! (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he's like, okay, where has Lando wronged me? Well, obviously he got the the mind harp to the the Sharu instead of to me, so I didn't get my my free mind control device. Then he dared to survive each of my traps, which I am individually mad at him about all of those. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the fact that he's like, ah, oh, what has Lando done to wrong me? One thing, and then he kept not dying. Well, I think my favorite one of them is the part where he's like, plus Lando got Vuffy Raw, an interesting droid that I suspect to be at the heart of many puzzles. And I I'm like, wish I had that droid. I'm you, like, you, you gave, gave it to him. <laughs> that was part of your dumb thing was to give him the droid. You're so bad. He's such a petulant little twerp. I love this villain still to the end. of the, He's one of my favorites there's ever been. It's just in this chapter specifically, having fucking our Bazzy and then a Roker, I'm like, God, all the bad guys in this are just little baby bitches. It's just, he's currently contemplating how he has his Imperial cruiser, the Wenis. Ah, uh, oh, that Wenis. It's off really far away from here. He had to get, the, he basically got dropped off and then he sent them out to just do endless combat drills. And he's like, I don't care if they're good in combat or not. I'm not going to take that fucking thing into battle. Yeah, this isn't to keep them, sh- their skills sharp. It's because I, I when they're doing idle hands, it's, it's, it's exactly. It's because when they're doing drills, they can't do anything else. So he's just keeping them busy so they don't plot against him. <laughs> He's like, ah, I don't want these guys fucking around too much, so drills. Plus, we get a little bit into his backstory where he's like, ah, I was once welcomed to the Sorcerers of Tund, a planet that many think still exists and is teaching the ways of the Sorcerers. I know it to be a sterile ball of nothing because I obliterated it. Soon I shall do the same to the entire universe, for I am an ancient being ancient evener than the sorcerers of Tund, and boy did they know how to extend a life. We've already heard that he is so shockingly old that if anyone learned how old he was, they'd be freaked out to, like, the point of catatonia, but, uh, but yeah, he only wanted to drive that home again. I guess everyone here wants to be older than they look. Yeah, he's just like, even when I went to first go, like, learn from the sorcerers, I was already ridiculously ancient. Mm -hmm. And then I just learned all their shit and went, ha, thanks, idiots, and murdered them. And then he displays a bit of his his sorcerers of tunned magic as he uh, forces himself to not be floating in the center of the gravity well and sort of vaguely flies to the ground. That's his one little display of being a sorcerer. Um, which sounds a lot like just using the force to me, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting my doubts. But he does more wizardy shit later, I'm sure. Um, anyway, now it's time for Lobdeluff, one of the other people sitting at the Sabak table this fateful night. Yeah, our, our main inviter of, mm-hmm. uh, he's bald uh, and plump and shiny. Yeah, he's, he is the head administrator. He is as far up as you can get in the chain and not be one of the idle rich. Yes, like he is fantastically wealthy. But he is uh, a civil servant all the same. He's just a really well-paid one. Yeah, he's one of the few that serves the few. Yes, he could have retired and purchased in his own asteroid and just lived on it, he says in this chapter. But he doesn't because he has a really strong sense of civic duty. Yeah, and that he's keeps him the busy. only one here who's like, oh, I actually do want to do what's best for the people here. Yeah. Like, I'm not just doing this to try and line my pockets. I want, like, the asteroids and the people who live here to actually have a decent life. Yeah, so he he is a rich civil servant who cares. And um, he's one of the good ones. <laughs> he is fretting at the moment because, unfortunately, the crime of possessing a gun on the, on that planet is publishable by being sent to, like, just being put out in airlock. Yeah, so he's, he's just sad. He's like, I don't want to fucking kill Lando. That guy's great. And honestly he didn't do anything and I don't care if it was just up to me and 
usually it is, I'd be like, eh, whatever, who gives a fuck? But apparently some higher up is exerting influence in this situation to force Lando to do a very, or to force his hand on doing a very specific thing, and wouldn't you know it, it would be really useful if he had a he, he had an off-the-book smuggler working for him right about now, as opposed to some government employees. Yeah, he's like, I would normally have not given a fuck, I would have just let Lando go and not cared, but someone way above my pay grade is like, I am going to exert all the pressure on you and force you to do this shit. Yeah. He's like, God damn it. I don't want to do this. So we find out that his office is basically a forest. He has no desk because why would he need it? If he has to dictate or send an email or something, he just talks out loud and one of his attendants takes care of it. And he keeps most of his important office material uh, stuff stuck in falsified stumps that he can flip up the top stuff like little cabinets to get his phones and shit out. <laughs> Which is great. <laughs> then you're like, look, I'm rich enough that I just live in a nice glade that's yeah. my fucking office i have like turf brought in to just be the dirt and be like yeah whatever i made my office look like i'm sitting in like little miss muffet's garden i don't care fuck yeah. you so he is sitting there mostly hemming and hawing because he doesn't want to kill lando he liked lando he feels like it's in really bad form to invite a guy out to gamble and then try him for murder and kill him and um, again it was very clearly self-defense yeah. there's nothing here that's would normally be a problem and he's like if this was up to me it wouldn't be an issue but what they are asking me to do because we don't quite find out what it is yet no. he's like what they're asking me to do is awful i don't want to do it and it goes against my you know serving the you know public need thing but i basically am forced into a choice where it's either betray your own morality and ethics or lose all of your money, position, and probably life. Yeah. And so he thinks he's sending Lando to his death either way. So we know whatever horrible mission he's going to do instead of just having Lando put out an airlock is a scary one. Yeah. And that's where we move on to the next chapter. Oh, no. no. We have one more There's vignette. No vignette. Oh, wait, is it the, the guys on the ship? Clinshanga. Clinshanga, yeah. The guy in charge of... You may have mentioned, we mentioned this very briefly in the previous episode. There is a group of, of old soldiers flying around in old fighter jets that don't have hyperdrive, so they have to fly around by chaining their ships to a raw, exposed hyperdrive engine from an abandoned ship. Yep. You get a full fucking flowering petals around a crackling hyperdrive. Yeah. It's a neat visual. It's super neat to think about, like, oh, yeah, here's just like. A shit ton of fighters all in like a circular formation with cables going to a warp drive that everyone is attached to. I'm like, that's weird it's, and neat. It's a cool concept. Uh, but he is sitting there lamenting, I forget his name, Keenow or something. Yeah, yeah. Captain Keenow is, we find out, the one who went down there and he's like, I don't even know why that guy attacked Lando. That was fucking stupid and I told him not to. Yeah, he's like grumpy. But he's not mad at Lando necessarily. Like he, he like, No, because he's like, dude, he was being attacked. Yeah. So, yeah, clearly he fought back. And this wasn't even a, oh, he died in the line of trying to get that Roker Gepta. He's like, Lando barely matters when it comes to this. Yeah, it was kind he of He was neat, just bait. It's neat because he's like, look, this guy and I fought in the Rude campaign together. It was one of the most important Ska-related campaigns. <laughs> We were rude boys. <laughs> no one else cared about it, but to me and him, we picked it up. <laughs> he earned my respect. <sighs> and uh, I just love the rude campaign. But he's like, these two have been, you know, veterans and friends for like 40 years. So you think he's going to be like that Lando. He wasn't even the target, but now he's one of the targets. But he doesn't. He's very philosophical. He's like, dude, I don't know why he attacked Lando. That was dumb. He did death by smuggler. That guy is incidentally is not. I was expecting him to pile on the villain stack. No, he was just like, I told this guy, do not attack him. That is pointless. And for some reason, he did it anyway. And I was like, man, I'm real glad we have this tiny little like one page explanation of that. Because I was like, why the fuck would you attack Lando? Right. What is that doing for I, you? I feel like he might have wanted to steal the ship so he could, because he knows that that uh, Roker Gepta's after the ship. But I'm like, like you are already using Lando as bait. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out what that was at some point. It might just be an intrigue where he got bought out or something. But yeah, he's just sitting there stewing about that in his fighter jet when a missile goes flying by. Turns out that during the flame wind, they can't just radio call each other all any, uh, when they want, so they're shooting missiles near each other to be like, hey, call me on the wire on the wired phone. And even then he's like, you have to send something like a missile to go, 
hey, we need to get very close for even wired connection to work. Yeah. Because if we're spread out in our little daisy formation, then even trying to send something along the wire, the intense radiation of the flame wind still fucks up all communication. Right. So he flies closer to someone who's just like, hey, we got our orders in. They're, they're moving. We got to go move. We got to do the thing. Gotta, we're, we're on the move. We got, we're on the move. It's time to go. And then he does like call sign where he starts calling out everyone's names. Uh, so he's just like, hey, everybody, you ready to go? Hey, everybody. It's time for the uh, shitty Star Wars name countdown. Yeah. Let me hear you. Psy cheap doot <laughs> or whatever. Hey, Dink Charbo. <laughs> Flunk Carbus? <laughs> Dip Dandelion? <laughs> Check in. <laughs> Steve Dave? That one doesn't seem right. <laughs> Elvarian Varvario? <laughs> That's Star Wars. I'm fine with that. Ohio State. <laughs> the Ohio State. Oh, yeah. If we... <laughs> Yeah, if we got a couple of the East-West conference <laughs> names, I would not have a problem with that. <laughs> uh, but yes, then we do move on to the next chapter where we get the oh-so-familiar Lando is brought into a government official's office to get sort of vaguely threatened into doing a job. I do appreciate that at least Lando is very genre-savvy about this. Land he's like, we've Lando's done this shit already. Yeah, he's like, look, we did this last book. I get it. <laughs> And he's not alone. It's he gets hauled into Lob Deluff's office where he notes that Lob Deluff has no desk but just a bunch of comfy chairs, and only he is sitting in one. Lob Deluff is pacing around, and then there's a dude who clearly can't sit in a chair because he's a two and a half meter tall bird. He's fucking big bird. By he the is way. big bird. He's he big is bird. Bright yellow. They they later des designed this species so that they just kind of look like ostriches or emus or something. Like you can look them up. But because uh, I'm going to get into a little story about them. But Way with Ibot, by this book's description, is Big Bird. Yes. One thousand percent. They're like, what is this? It's a very tall, bright yellow avian creature. Huge orange feet <laughs> with three toes. He's got hands and they're part of vestigial wings because he can't fly. Yeah, it looks like he's got flappy hands that he can't really do anything with. He's very masculine looking but has a higher pitched feminine type voice. Uh, yeah, the usage of effeminate there was not sitting right with me where he was like, this guy sucks with his stupid effeminate voice. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck off, buddy. <laughs> I know it's the 80s and you're not a cool dude, but still. Ah! Uh, but yeah, he's big. And then bird. also, uh, Bassie's there. Yeah, Bassie's there, back still in her police uniform. Which Lando's like, damn, I'm still confused that you were a cop. But Waywa Fibot, who's our our big bird, is here to basically just be the brunt of insults for for uh for Lob Deluff, who just fucking hates this thing. <laughs> hates <laughs> hates him on principle just because of how stupid this species looks. It is so amazing to me to go from the last chapter where he was like. I'm a wonderful civil servant, and mm -hmm. I want to do what's right. And oh, I hate the fact that I'm probably going to have to compromise my ethical morality for doing something because more people will be hurt if I don't. Golly gee. And then he's like, oh, this fucking bird? Fuck this bird. <laughs> His degree of absolute rage for just this species existing in general. The fact that you are in my office offends me. He's like, I fucking, you're too big. I hate your voice. You suck, Wewa Fibot. You suck, and I want no part of you. And every time I, I even look in your direction, because I don't think Fibot says a word this whole chapter. He starts to, because he starts to be like, well, I'm going to try and be like, I'm going to shake you down, Lando Calrissian. Shut the fuck up, Fibot, or I will have you roasted for Thanksgiving dinner. You are an affront to God. But I was going to try and talk to him about the alphabet. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. I killed Snuffleupagus, and I'm coming for you. <laughs> Snuffy, no. <laughs> but I do want to tell you a real quick story about this guy. Wewa Fibot, like most of the aliens in, the, uh, in these Lando books, does not get a species description. He's just a big, weird bird. Yeah, they don't say, oh, he's of the whatever. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, that's a bit of a spoiler, I guess, that in the next couple chapters of this to the ending, they're never going to tell us what species he is. But you should get used to that. They don't do that a lot in these books. No. Um, but uh, later, when there's a couple uh, birds, monsters that vaguely show up in New Hope, one of them you can actually see in New Hope, and it's just a pair of legs. 
like a giant pair of legs. Yes. So there's like some kind of huge bird species that's wandering around. It doesn't get used in New Hope, but it did get used. That same shot was used as an establishing shot during the Empire telling you about how terrible Tatooine sequence was in the holiday special. Mm-hmm. Um, that species was later defined as Corsavs, and there's a bunch of them. They have like tra- trading cards and names and stuff like that. <laughs> At one point, when Kevin J. Anderson, and this is going to be a rare story about Kevin J. Anderson being a good dude, uh, was working with another artist, I think his name was David Wallace or something, on uh, writing a encyclopedia of species for the Star Wars universe. Uh, that dude floated that this Wewa Fibot character is a huge bird. He should just be a Corsav. And Anderson responded, nah, man, you don't need to go and you, you don't need to claim that. It's irrelevant. That guy was was cool the way he was. He does not need to be the same thing as this other race, species of birds. Just leave him a weird unknown bird species, huh. which is neat. And so for like 10 years or so, Fibot just stayed undefined. And then someone came along after Anderson wasn't writing Star Wars books and was like, no, he's a Corsav. Fuck it. So now he's a Corsav. <laughs> But he tried to hold back the tide of definition for a little while. And for that, Anderson, we salute you. Or at least I do. <laughs> but yeah, so he's a huge fucking bird. And then Voba's just sitting in the corner shooting my daggers at Lando. Yeah. Just real pissed because she she was like, oh, I just want to murder this guy and take all of his shit. Yeah. And now he's going to get some sort of deal. There's some out. What the fuck? Meanwhile, Lobdeluff, as John mentioned in the last chapter, was all hemming and hawing and worried for his, like, immortal soul over how he has to send a man to his probable death. Fire! Hell, fire! <laughs> and then it's just like a little... say, or he will burn. Yeah. It's a little fire version of Lando coming out. <laughs> Doing a sexy Doing little a, dance. Little, little Lando sexy dance. <laughs> but uh, he has gotten over his mora- moral issues by just losing his fucking mind. Because he spends his whole... <laughs> his anger at this bird causes him to basically just be like, yo, dude, I'm dropping all pretense. Because as soon as Lando's like, hey, nice fucking corrupt government you got here, you he's piece like, of shit, he's like, ha ha, you're right. You're absolutely right. You know what? Fuck it. Today you get Lobdeloff hashtag no filter. <laughs> you know what? Get this man some coffee and a cigar and his clothes back. I love that he makes he makes the clearly pissed off Voba go do it. Hey, he's like, bastard. Hey, Go get his clothes. You look like you hate this guy. Go get him a coffee. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Fuck you. you know Lob what? de Luff don't care no more. <laughs> it feels like a good fucking day to be Lob de Luff. By God, I can't wait to just have an honest conversation with someone for fucking once. He just loses his cool entirely, and it is glorious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm so glad I don't have to play bullshit mind games and, like, try to trick you into doing this. You know what's going on. I know what's going on. Awesome. <laughs> Fucking Fibot, I want you to go to your perch, and I want you to stay there. And, oh, if you open that beak of yours, I'm turning you into a pillow and Thanksgiving dinner. His fucking line about how, like, if you continue to, if you so much as speak. And Fibot, here's the thing about this guy. When you put him on a perch, he basically falls asleep. It's like you throw a, b- a blanket over his cage. Yeah, he has a species-wide genetic thing where, like, oh, if he gets into a certain position, they're just, like genetically predisposed to go, oh, this is my sleeping position, yeah. and now I go to sleep. So they stick him on his fucking perch, and then Fibot, or, he, he's quiet the rest of the meeting, and that still doesn't stop Delaf from just like me- moving into this guy. Oh, yeah, because anytime he's like, all right, Lando, you're going to have to do a job for me, and it's better than just getting thrown out an airlock, and you're going to have to take Bassie and this piece of shit bird asshole. <laughs> you're like... Why are you so pissed at him? <laughs> just literally based on his appearance. He's just like, I fucking hate the look of these things. Like, uh, There's a point. The, the line about the pillow is when my favorite thing ever. this guy shit on your car? Probably constantly. I mean, he's huge. <laughs> his feet are like eight feet off the ground. Uh, his butt is like eight feet off the ground. But yeah, there's a point where he's like, and if you so much as impede Lando in any aspect of the duties I am assigning to him, not only will I cook you for Founder's Day dinner, but I will have your feathers plucked and made them into a pillow upon which I will rest my fundament until my dying day. <laughs> I will fart into your skin, my dude. Forever. <laughs> so angry. And it's not like, oh, yeah, 
Fibot's really getting him with the zingers back, and they're very angry at each other. It's just Fibot quietly perched as <laughs> Lobdeluff is like, you absolute fuck, man. But yeah, it's just this combination of being in a compromising moral position, hating this fucking bird, seeing that that he can tell that uh, that Bassy Voba definitely has the wrong idea about what's going on, uh, and Lando just starting the conversation by being like, I know exactly what this is. I know a shakedown. I know when a guy needs an extra governmental hand. Let's just fucking do it, all right? Look. And he's like, freedom. <laughs> Oh, thank God. I don't have to pretend anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, here's the basic rundown of what's supposed to be happening. Lando, based on nothing but the weapon possession charge, is scheduled for death. Yeah, they're like, look, they don't even care about the murder. Yeah, because Lando's like, oh, I would have figured you'd, you know, charge me for murder or whatever. And he's like, we actually don't give a shit uh, because, one, that guy wasn't a rich yeah so no one gives a fuck and he wasn't two, even supposed to be here yeah, so technically he legally doesn't exist he didn't like sign in or show up here on any documents so yeah. he is a non-entity as far as we concerned yeah what you did was shoot into the distance and a guy happened to be there who cares mm -hmm. but you had the means to shoot and that's a big no-no because all the rich people here are like oh no one but us should have guns yes and so he's like and Lando's like, yeah, but obviously you wouldn't have me in this room if you were going to put me out in airlock, so let's just get to what you want. And he's like, very well! I would love to be blunt. You're going to have to go conduct a, a sting operation on an extremely, probably the richest person in the galaxy, this big dude named Bohua Mutta. Which I love the part where, where uh, Weiwa Fibot like, gets oh, his line do, in. Do you know who Bahua Mutta is? And he's like, I don't know, kind of sounds like someone crying for their mother. And Lando... <laughs> loves this joke and no one laughs at it. And he's like god damn it i thought that would have landed <laughs> yeah <Fuck. laughs> but instead like maybe it would have worked if lando had also asked the question but but uh bassy voba is not in a laughing mood at all and doluff wants doesn't want to even give setup uh, a straight man credit to this fucking bird <laughs> <laughs> bird don't you dare <laughs> Lando, that was a good gag, but you needed him to set it up, so no. <laughs> <laughs> it is tainted by the bird, and I'm sorry I'll have no part of it. So Mutta is incredibly rich, probably the richest single guy in the galaxy. He is also thoroughly, extremely addicted to a very weird and very rare and hard-to-get drug called Lissai. Yeah, Lissai is... Little Raph's a... weapon. <laughs> oh, Lissai. <laughs> Lissai is a fungus that grows on the back of one singular species of reptile from one specific planet in the entire galaxy. And it's really far from the Ozeon too. It's, it is just ridiculously rare, but the thing that it does is it makes it so that you do not have to sleep. And unlike a lot of other things where it's like, Oh, it's not just that it's a stimulant. It's not like, Oh, it's keeping you awake and that's fucking you up. It's like, no, this thing, also replaces the shit that you are losing by not sleeping. Mm -hmm. So you are no downsides just awake forever. So you get, you know, an extra third of your life back. Now, there is a downside. This has nothing to do with your sleep cycle. Uh, it makes you incredibly good at doing tasks, but eliminates any interest you have in the world about anything but the task you are set to doing. Yes, Which means eventually you stop caring about your friends and family and life in general, and you just do your job. Yeah, the the thing that Lando is like, oh, I've kind of heard about that. Obviously, I've never done it, but the like propaganda about the drug is that it just turns you into an emotionless, soulless robot who just goes and does whatever thing they want. And they're like, I am completely without care or love or anything. I don't give a shit about anyone that I used to. All I care about is the thing I set my mind to. Yeah, like maybe you want to eat hot chip. Like you're just the best at eating hot chip. And also you can lie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like it also makes you amazing at the thing you set out to do. Like if you. If well, you're... because you're not focused on anything else. Yeah, but even then, that's still not enough for most people to get fascinatingly wealthy. But this guy did. He got like unbelievably ultra wealthy because he is such a mercenary dude, apparently, that he is just. 100% focused on business, business, business. Um, so he's like, look, here's what we need from you because you don't have a government ship and you're not like a local. You, we're going to give you a huge cargo load of this extremely rare drug. Yeah, we found his contact normally once a year during the flame wind. Mm -hmm. His Lasai dude shows up, mm -hmm. gives him a year's worth of this drug, 
And then they managed to hide it under the flame wind. Yeah. We caught the contact coming in, so we're going to give you the drugs and then send you out there with a little sting operation so that you can be like, Hello, Mutta! Would you like illegal drugs? Hello, Mutta! I am not wearing a wire! Uh, <laughs> yeah. And if you're wondering why these two fucking cops are in the room, by the way, Weiwa Fibot is a cop. He's like a narcotics agent. Yeah, he's, um, I mean, that's why he's there is because he yeah. is specifically the drug cop. Yes, but the reason the two of them are in this room is because they're both going. Yeah. They're going to actually conduct the arrest. And the, and the, here's how it's all going to shake down. He's like, rather than killing you, you have to do this impossible mission that you'll probably die at. But I'm giving you all your credits back because I don't give a fuck about the police. He says, looking at Bassy Vobo really intently, like, get it all back and put it all in his ship. I don't give a fuck what your current situation is. <laughs> I do love that Lando was like, oh, man, I've won a whole lot. And I thought you were going to keep that because, you know, that would make me an enemy. And he's like. Lando, I'm going to be real with you for a second. What you won was bullshit pocket change. Mm -hmm. You got 170000 That was the weekend's discretionary fund for most of these people. They don't care. None of that matters. What you won was horseshit. Please leave with it. You can have it. We don't give a fuck. Once the arrest is concluded, I never want to see you again, so you just fuck off out of my star system and never come back. From Mutt Does Planet, not from here. Yeah. You two have to bring that shit back. You got it? <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're going to go fly into the flame wind if you survive and if you manage to get Mutt uh, and these guys don't double cross you and murder you, then leave. And he like turns to Bassie and he's like, oh, and by the way, if you fucking do anything to Lando, I'll also have your ass in addition to this fucking bird. Yeah, the line is great. He's like, look, if you interfere with Lando in any way or try to punish him or be a cop about him or what the fuck ever. If you try to be you, a whole cop about this. You better also fucking leave from hit from Mutt Does Planet and never come the fuck back because you are done professionally. Yeah. like, And then Fibot, I'll kill you. I, I'll, I might just kill you right now. <laughs> These other two? They're humans, and that's fine. They can live. You, real fucking ugly. I like the idea that he's not even, like, this is a very specific racism for him. He just hates this, bur yeah. this bird. It's not human supremacist you know, <laughs> for him. It's just anti-Fibot. <laughs> he might not even be racist against the rest of the species. <laughs> you specifically are the fucking worst. There's even, there, Lando has a thought during the next chapter that gets into it as well, where Lando's like, Man, why? Because apparently, Fibot is extremely delicate of constitution. Like he's well, yeah, got, they're like, oh, he's a bird. He has you know hollow bones. Yeah, he'll fall. He he he's uh, extremely susceptible to all kinds of diseases, especially respiratory ones. Uh, he can break bones real easy. He's like a canary. If something yeah. goes wrong with Fibot, you know you're screwed. So Lando, while he's working with Luff, uh, Vuffy on doing like a, a pre-flight checklist before they take the ship out, they're being extremely thorough because they're about to fly into a fucking super magnetic storm. Yeah. Um. He's like thinking to himself, why the fuck would anyone make a species that fragile and stupid a cop? I don't understand why you'd do that. Like, it feels like he wouldn't be able to accomplish anything. Yeah. But, uh, you know, someone Especially, did. you know, a narcotics agent. Yeah. You'd think, like, oh, if he wanted to be a cop, we'd put him behind, like, a desk or something. But yeah, the next chapter starts with Lando, and it's Lando uh, on his own ship, running through this extremely detailed pre-flight checklist with Buffy. <laughs> they have an entire sequence before this where they have to install Fibot's perch. Yes. And it's just like, it God keeps breaking. It. I, they Every time they try and like screw in this dumb giant bar for this huge two meter tall bird to perch on, it keeps fucking things up and they're like, God damn it. Can't we just like turn off the gravity in one of the cargo bays? Just let him float just, around just back there. And they're like, no, because when he's in that fucking perch, he sleeps and he that's like an important thing. Also, his bird seed's going to float around and get into things if we just turn the gravity <laughs> off. Again, he is just big bird. He just eats bird seed. Yep. There's not a mention that he might eat like food. Like it's, it, you know, the same way that it, It'd be like accusing us of eating entirely insects based on what we're evolved out from. Great, and I love it. Yeah. I love that they're just like, nah, he's back there with a big old sack of bird seed, mm -hmm. like an asshole. <laughs> but, but he is sitting, waiting for his perch to be finished. Uh, no, wait, once his perch is finished, he gets on it and just sits there and thinks to himself. Bassie, meanwhile, is watching an old, like, it's VHS basically tape. Basically watching a video from... Like Lando's very tiny video library that he has and here. She's basically watching like a live. Yeah, she's just watching a live. It's just <laughs> what is this? Someone's spaceship crashed on a planet that has nothing around, and they're deciding who they're gonna eat. Yeah, 
So it's, she's just watching a live and she's like grumpy about it. She's like, I was hoping to find something to put me in a better mood because I really hate this guy and I don't want to go on a mission that I'm probably going to die on. This all sucks. Yeah, but she's apparently watching this from the little uh, the Dijaric, Dijaric table. table. Yeah. Um, so that's I what... almost called it the Domjot table, but no. <laughs> Human play Domjot. <laughs> Human play Domjot. Domjot looked like the worst game ever, too. <laughs> Even compared to the other games that you see in next gen, Domjot's like bumper pool with like way too much shit on the table. Hell yeah. I mean, look, I will play basically any other dumb game from Star Trek. Dabo? Rad. Yeah, the one my favorite's the one they play. I think it's called like Tong. Tonga, 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 something like that. But it's the it's the uh, acquired dodge one. Yeah, where they have the spinning it's, thing, and they, yeah, it's the uh, the Ferengi one. Yeah, it's one of the many times it's just used to establish the the one character trait they ever managed to come up with for Jadzia Dax that she's better at alien stuff than aliens. Yeah, she's better at every uh, aliens thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's her only trait. Everyone else was so mad when they replaced her with Ezri, and I was like, dude, they never came up with a way to make Jadzia cool. Other than to have her be like, I'm a better Klingon than Klingons and a better Ferengi than Ferengis. And I, I get it, but it's not a fun story. <laughs> but yeah, those games seem fucking rad. Yes. Hell, I'll play Parisi Squares, and that was never even on the show. But yeah, no, they're playing. He, she sit at the Dejarc table watching this, and, and uh, Fibot's just sitting there fluffing his feathers and think. Basically, he's sitting there doing the, uh, well, the jerk store called, and they're out of you bit, where he's like, He's like mad. You know, I I have a bunch of jokes about simians that I could have used. Mm-hmm. I I didn't because yeah. I'm I was being nice. Yeah, he's like thinking to himself like if I had let loose, I would have given him some both barrels of how monk all the monkey jokes that my species has, but apparently not. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, Lando is just doing this extremely convoluted flight check recording where he's discussing with uh, Buffy like what's actually going to happen and what the situation is. Yeah. And of course, you know, not only are they going through this like 200 some odd point checklist because they're about to head into the goddamn flame wind, but they have been almost bombed twice. Yeah. So they're like, we have to go through literally every single thing on this plane yeah. before we leave. I did want, there was one last thing about that lunch I really wanted to talk, or not lunch, but that, that meeting. The meeting. The me- when it ends, he's just like, Lando, you're cool. You two are fucking pieces of shit, and I hate the both of you. I'm really glad this is working out. Who wants lunch? <laughs> I just love that line. <laughs> Where Taluf is just fucking off the deep end. I just want to spend the rest of the thing hanging around with him and watching him just slap people at weddings and <laughs> eat the fish on airplanes and shit. Just, just live life like he's about to die. <laughs> Lobdo Luff finally going around the bend and just being like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Lobdaloff growling at dogs in their own yards for the rest of his life. Yeah, what the fuck are you going to do? Urgh! <laughs> uh, but yeah, they do finally go through all 200 some odd checkpoint things for this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. And then we get a little flashback scene. Um, it doesn't. It isn't presented as a flashback, but it obviously is. Uh, we cut to a a, a, a basement somewhere, uh, probably on the planet. The, the or definitely on the same planet that Lobdaloff and everybody uh, asteroid, I guess, yes. that everyone else has been on. Where a, uh, a one of the the dude who's the second in command on the Wenis, the one who in the previous episode was betraying Roker Gepta to those fighter pilot guys, uh, is here uh, in person meeting with. Are someone. you sure? Are you sure it's not the the captain, or is it? The I could have sworn guy. it was the guy from the Wenis and not Clint Shanga, but you know what? No, I mean the captain of the Wenis. Oh, so you're thinking the Wenis captain is also betraying? I thought it was like the guy no. under the captain who was the betrayer guy, the second in command. No, because the they're XO. meeting with Gepta. Oh, okay. Well, then, sure. Yeah, then w- whatever. It's one of the two guys from the Wenis. I don't care. But he is meeting with a presumably a mercenary and being assigned to fuck up this mission or kill Lando or something. We don't know. He's just being told you have to get the target. It's important that you get the target with the utmost discretion. And who's he talking to? I don't know, like a two and a half meter tall something or other in a giant robe. Oh, there's some guy, some two meter tall guy with orange feet sticking out <laughs> and a yellow feather that falls down. Could be anybody. <laughs> That's that could be anyone on this <laughs> fucking asteroid. So there you go. We we also establish in in the most ham or worst possible way disguised st- a bit of story that Wayward Fibot is a secret betrayer working for the Wenis crew. He's working for you know Roker. Oh, is this Roker who's making this order? I thought this was the anti-Roker agenda. No, they okay. want to kill Lando. 
No, I know they want to kill Lando, but I'm still, I thought this was the, like, I don't think the second, the guy who I think is betraying, uh, Roker on the, on the Wenis is like a big Lando fan or anything. I think he's just anti-Gepta. Yes. But anyway, okay, that's, that's fine. I, I must have misinterpreted this scene. That's okay. It's one of us misinterpreted something. I check my book, but it's in the house. And I would check my book, but it's right in front of me and I don't care. And you know that I will never push a disagreement with you unless I have my book in front of me. Yeah, I don't care. Because <laughs> the thing is, I don't give a shit. Like I said, the... Someone's betraying someone it's and it's too... obviously Fibot. Well, because they're like, ah, and there's these two dudes and they're meeting someone in a gray robe and I'm like, oh, Roker. Roker's in a gray robe. That's what he's been described as. No, but this guy's fucking huge and obviously Big Bird. Yeah, but the two people that are being in his presence, I thought were Big Bird and the second in command, meet Roker. Oh, was okay. how it, the meeting goes. Oh, is that what? The, I, I didn't think that. I thought it was just two people meeting. No, there's three people total. Oh, okay. I guess I must, I, I must have really missed this chapter then. Hey, look, I don't it, know. It happens. I might have been fucked up on all sorts of stuff. I, I don't know. I thanks to the COVID schedule, I read this like three days ago. Yeah, well, you I know. probably should have reread it this morning, but I didn't. And I'm, I'm if I'm honest with you, it's because I was really busy taking care of Sage stuff. Here's the thing: I read it like an hour ago, and I 100% forgot this was in there because it is one page. Yeah, it is just a single page of uh oh, deep within this thing. Some people were like, "Hey, what up?" Okay. <laughs> so anyway, some some people are hiring Wayla Fibot to kill Lando Calrissian. The end. Yeah, great. All right. Sure. And that's that's where the chapters end as well. That's that's the end of the story. You're for probably now. right. I assume. I, I don't know. I have no idea. I, I, I've been I've been hitting a memory streak recently. Yeah, man. So you've got, you're on fire. <laughs> Let me just go ahead. You know what? I'm going to be the first to say it. I'm wrong. Jeff's right. Fuck it. Everything he's ever said is correct. Everything I've corrected him on was actually wrong. <laughs> Reality bends to his very whim. <laughs> Don't do that. I've been on a hot streak recently, but I'm willing to accept that I read this like three days ago. And for uh, me, three days might as well be 3,000 days. <laughs> uh, but yes, we we just end this with a look back at Lobdolov, who we find out is also addicted to Lasai. Oh, fuck, you're right. That is also in there. We get a bit where, where Lobdoloff is like, ah, God damn it, it feels good to be blunt with people. I, I, they're definitely all dead, though. That's for fucking sure. Anyway, time to go for my secret shame. He goes to, like, a terrarium and con- continues the pattern that him and Lando have established through all these books that anything that's alien is gross and ugly because he's like this fucking nasty lizard. I got a scr- I got a tiny, stupid, gross spatula I have to use to scrape the fucking purpleberry fin Kool-Aid off its back and eat that. Yeah, and he's like... Man, the one thing is, he actually does kind of like and give a shit about Lando, and he's like, man, I wish it was true that this caused you to not care about things, but I still give a fuck. Yeah, at the time, I kind of assumed that maybe it does, but it takes a longer time. Like, whether or not Lobdoluff has been addicted to Lasai for a long time is a mystery. I like to think that he's addicted to Lasai now, because it's been like two weeks since they took a fucking giant crew or, or a cargo of Lasai from some people. And he must have been like, yeah, but they didn't take a bunch of fucking like lizards with shit from this dude. They <laughs> that, took that's a fair. That's a fair point. They just took a drug shipment. Yeah. Yeah. This was a thing where you could tell he was like, oh, I have this entire terrarium set yeah. up and I've got the, the bugs that feed the lizard that has the moss that lives on the back of it to do this. Yeah. This has been there for a while. I love that. We, that's a recurring thing in this cha- this uh, book as well, is people having gross pets. Yeah. Because we even get in the Roker fucking sensory deprivation asteroid scene, we get him being like, <laughs> I must kill Lando Calrissian. And yes, feed my gross three-legged spider again. <laughs> I've got to go find something to give to the little one. Yeah, so. But gonna- yeah, I think, I think Lobdoloff is just like, no, the... The effects of Lasai are greatly exaggerated in a wrong way. It just makes you, in my assumption, it's you don't sleep and get hyper-focus. Right. So that's why he's a great administrator. He's like, look, I'm awake all the time and I'm hyper-focused on being an administrator, which is why he was like, oh, doing anything that would break that like administrator quality that I have had is causing me distress because the drug is making me hyper focus on that see my whole thing is like he's saying like oh the drug makes me not care about or it's supposed to make me not care about things but it doesn't and what i keep thinking is we just had a scene where he was like you know what i don't fucking care i'm gonna tell people straight up to their face i hate them and i'm gonna smile when i send three people to their immediate death and i'm like he's high as fuck isn't he 
wait a minute. You're fucking tripping balls right now. Like, I would prefer the acknowledgement that, like, the reason he went full no filter, I'm just going to be an asshole, I hate drama for the rest of my life, like, uh, was because he's high on Lasai. No, it was just, oh, someone finally spoke plainly to me like a real actual person. Yeah. And by God, that has flipped my switch. Yeah, so that's that's fine. I just, I, I like that it could work either way. So there you have it. That's these chapters. Tune in next week when I guess we probably, hopefully, meet Bohua Mutta, because that guy's got to be fun. Ah, Bohua Mutta. <laughs> and, uh, you know, check that out. Otherwise, go check out our Patreon. Hey, patreon.com slash system mastery, mm-hmm, where you can- we've got bonus content for all of our shows for this show expanded expounded universe that's right we're gonna go to wikipedia we're gonna find silly stories about shit that happened in the star wars canon and legends canon and we'll tell them to you and each other at great length and hilarity and that's at the two dollar level the two dollar level unlocks that as well as the bonus content for system mastery so at two bucks twice a month you're already getting like four to six extra shows a month what a fucking deal you're stuck listening or sitting in an office working what a deal it is to have that much extra entertainment so and much there's another level that unlocks even more shit at the five dollar level you end up at like nine bonus shows a month plus all the free shows we already do it's just it's just such it's value. a lot it's, it's a lot mm-hmm. it's a lot it's, it's free real lot. estate it's a lot it's a lot <laughs> so so please come and support us patreon.com slash system mastery at the two dollar level or whatever levels cut you're comfortable with and uh, get all that extra content and help us keep doing what we do. And if you can't, you know, we appreciate it. That's fine. We get that. We've yeah. been, we've How been about poor. A smile? I have no money right now. I'm poor as fuck. So I'm I'm right there with you. I wouldn't give me a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I'd give me a dollar. <laughs> So if you can't do that, then just go give us an iTunes review or whatever. Give us a five star somewhere and that'll help. Yeah. I wouldn't normally be po- just seeing so you know, it's because I had to replace my fucking fridge. Oh, fucking expensive shit. All right. So thank you so much, everybody. You all have a wonderful week. I've been Elan Sleaze Bagano. And I hate this fucking bird. 